Hey guys, it's Rachel Silver Cohen. And on today's episode, Dr. Boca and I are talking about what we want to pitch or what we want to ditch, what we want to keep, what we want to sweep. Why are some things here today and gone tomorrow and other things are here for the long haul? Stay tuned and listen in. What do you get when the audacious and the therapist collide? A crash course in unpolished therapy. Rachel Silvercone and Dr. Boca aren't afraid to spin out of control, tackling all the tough talk. Their weekly sesh meets at the corner of Audacity and Advice, where their wheels and yours get turned upside down. Hey guys, happy Wednesday. It's Rachel Silver Cohen and Dr. Boca. So you know what that means. It's another episode where we are ditching the couch, grabbing the mics, and breaking down all the unpolished wreckage. Good morning, Dr. Boca. Good morning, Rachel. How you doing? I'm good. What's doing? Nothing. All I can say is I don't know if anybody else, um, including yourself or our listeners, is feeling this, but I have felt that the last three weeks literally have been the longest three weeks of my entire life. I mean, the days felt like they were going backwards and I don't know why. So I'm just like checking in to see if I'm the only person feeling that. Hmm. I didn't think that's what you were going to throw at me today. I don't know that I think that. Granted, yeah, I guess just because I feel as though it was just July 4th and now all of a sudden people are talking about Halloween. So for me, I feel like time is moving and things are just happening. Not anything so dramatically spectacular, but okay. I don't know. I'm not sure I agree with you on that. That's what, so interesting. Has anything specific been... Well, I'm, I mean, you're aware of this. Our listeners aren't, but like, it's always fun when you start school and you're like two weeks into school and then your child's like, you know what? I think I'm going to transfer schools. So the logistical toll on that was one that of the likes of which you've never seen. And so I sit here and I say, I just hope that our children remember for those moments where we literally break our backs and, you know, jump through hoops and climb through fire for them to just be happy. But I don't know. I just feel like the momentum has picked up. I've been busier at work. I mean, we've been so consistent, which I love. Um, We came off of that huge hiatus. And so it's just one more thing in the mix. And I don't know. It just felt Like now that we're back in the groove and we're like really in the groove for like four weeks into school already. And yes, people are talking about Thanksgiving, but I feel like our summer was like a decade ago. And for you, it sounds like it was just yesterday. So I would rather be in your situation, but it's all good things. So I can't complain. Well, it's interesting that you say like, you know, my kid wanted to transfer schools and now we're transferring schools and so on and so forth. It reminds me of like how different the world is now versus when we were growing up. For me, at least, I guess back in the day with school, this is what your address was. This is where you live and wave to the school that's up the road that you can walk to, or maybe there's a bus that's going to pick you up and the school's around the corner, right? And like end of discussion, period, the end, and that's it. Private school was basically for only two types of people. It was like for the uber rich, right? Mm-hmm. And and back then, private school was really more like boarding school. Correct. Or if like you were a total fuck up, excuse my language, and like your parents shipped you off to private school. But also religious schools. Like oh, Jewish day school or yes. a Catholic school or, okay, fair. I mean, again, you can see where my head is because like mm-hmm. I forgot about that. <laughs> and now it's like all of a sudden the trend has kind of shifted. I mean, certainly private school, you got to be able to back that up financially. 
but it's more to do with the fact that you can back that up financially. And now these kids are going to school for $60,000, $70,000 a year versus the kid who like was like, uh, and again, I with with all due respect to like any of my friends who went to private school when they were little, most of the people I knew, something was wrong with them, you know, mm-hmm. and their parents needed to whip them into shape or send them off to a boarding school or the army or something like that. And so, but is it like, I mean, I, to our listeners here in South Florida, where we are, you have an option to petition into a school. There's like open enrollment and you apply to like a lottery, I guess, is the way to do it or the way to call it. And you can not go to your home school and go to another school because you enroll in that academy. So whether it's medical or business or what have you, is that consistent across the country or is that well, just I, like a Florida thing? I don't know, but my point though, like, so private school aside, like that's one whole thing, but what you're saying here in the public school world, that's the other piece of this puzzle that is so different from how it was growing up. Because my point earlier, like, this is where I live. This is my address. Boom. There's your school, like get your lunch together and that's it. Whereas here you have your homeschool, you have your, your, vacation school. You have your this school, your that school, your medical school, your lawyer school. Like, And it's just not what it was. I don't want to like date myself here because again, I know that the world as we know it is just moving so rapidly to your point about how we started this conversation that I feel like things are moving and you feel like things are, have, are taking forever. But it, the choices are just so vast now that never existed 20 years, 30 years ago. And I don't know if this is a trend. I don't know if this is something that is a permanent fixture that's here to stay. I don't know how other people feel about it. I just know that it seems as though all of these options, and we can start with school, but I could give you a million examples of other things that it's like it never really existed except for a very small percentage of people. And now all of a sudden, it's the complete opposite and we are options galore. And to talk about a trend or not to talk about a trend or whether or not we should keep it or sweep it or pitch it or ditch it or whatever cute little words we want to come up with. I hate to be the person who always says this, but there's good and there's bad that come with all of these things, right? Because these programs are offering amazing opportunities to to some kids to pursue what their passions are so they can get a taste of it before they even go into college or know what they're looking for in a college or even walk out with these incredible certifications like EMT or tech and coding or being a pharmacy um, tech at a CVS. I mean, they can walk out of school doing these things, yet the local camaraderie, I guess, and community connection by going to the same school that you've gone with from K through 12, that's lost in some of these circumstances because these kids break away and they wind up with a whole new cohort, which again, not necessarily a bad thing. So I'm very hesitant on these trends. Some of the more significant trends, there are goods and bads with them. And so I don't know what I want to like keep it or what I want to sleep. I don't know the answer to that. Well, yeah, it's like trend or send. You know me, I'm trapped in 1973. So, or I wasn't alive yet, you know, well, I was 1972, (laughs) baby. But like, so for me, like my trend is like, I still use notebook paper and number two, Ticonderoga pencils. Right. And I'm sitting there like taking notes. Whereas like this generation, they'd be like, dude, take that trend and send it away because where's your Google doc or your 
classroom computer or, you know, all the, the technology, which it's no surprise to our listeners, technology is not my friend. So for me, I want to stick with what I know, right? I'm not willing to sweep away the pencils and the paper and the 11 by 14 calendar. And that's just something that it's not going to happen. With that being said, some of the things that like I, I would ditch and for me, like I'll pitch till the cows come home is that there are certain things that do withstand the test of time, like classic, classic entities. For instance, a crisp white button down shirt, right? So good. So good. So good. And I know several episodes ago, we had a fashion person on the podcast to kind of talk about from a fashion perspective, what we're keeping and what we're sweeping. But like a white button down shirt to me is in the same category as a yellow number two perfectly sharpened Ticonderoga pencil. Okay, but a perfectly sharpened Ticonderoga pencil only happens on that first sharpen. I not never, if you keep no, no not if you I keep disagree. an actual pencil sharpener plugged in behind your desk when you work every day and then you get such satisfaction out of like sharpening it okay, and but then that's... blowing on it to like get the little lead dust away. Okay, I can smell it as we're yeah. speaking about yeah. it, but that's all fine and dandy now that we have electric pencil sharpeners. But do you remember the days of the cranking uh-huh. and you had to find the hole that yeah. fit the actual pencil? Yeah. Yes, those I Those used to eat the points. Those yeah. would those would get so sharp and then you'd go to write the, that first letter and the whole thing would just break. And it would, would like chip away. Uh-huh. <laughs> exactly. So it's not as perfect as it was, but I'm a, I'm a big uh, number two pencil person as what well. What about think, like with your eyeliner, right? Like I can never find uh, the right manual pencil sharpener. Agreed. So are we pitching that or ditching that? Like, do we need to pitch a better way to sharpen the eye makeup pencils? Or Yes. I feel like there are some companies that do the the twisties, but it, it doesn't work as well. No, it doesn't. But and I don't like those eyeliner pencils where you have to go over the same spot like seven times. It's like uh-huh. the it's like those really cheap crayons used to be. Uh-huh. It, like the, yeah. I'm gonna say the ones yeah. that were from China. But yeah, like it, well, I call them frayons, fake right. crayons. Exactly. And you'd have to go over the same spot and you were like, each time you uh-huh. went over it, it was almost like you were erasing the color. Yeah, because it, it's all wax. Like, so exactly. with that, like, we're we're never going to not pitch like real Crayola crayons. Exactly. And we are ditching the fake waxy frayons, the fake Ab- crayons. Absolutely. Same thing, hello, Dr. Boga, same thing with Twizzlers. Like, <gasps> did you know that Twizzlers, Wait. like they have fake Twizzlers now? Wait, even worse. We were at the movie theater last night and... We ordered, you know, we're at a high-end movie theater, and my husband and I wanted to go in the middle of the week to a movie, and we decided to get dinner and popcorn and Twizzlers, and they thought it was okay to bring us red vines. And I was like, <laughs> like God no, damn no. It, that is not a Twizzler. That is not even close. And I happen to like red vines when I like red vines. Uh-huh. I wanted Twizzlers. I was so disappointed. I said to my husband, like, these are terrible. I'm like, absolutely, just send them back. And it turns out- That's another one. So fake Twizzlers. They're Twizzlers, right? Twizzlers. But okay, but within that, I'm going to just throw this out to you too. So like, obviously, we are keeping real Twizzlers and we are sweeping the fake Twizzlers or these red vines or whatever when we think that we signed up for the Twizzler. But- How about even just going to the movies, like trend or sense? Like to me, movies used to be the grunge movie 
theater, which was my favorite thing ever. It was kind of dirty, definitely dark, kind of shady, not the greatest neighborhood. But there was something so authentic back in the day about like, that's the movie theater, right? Like probably there are kids like lurking around the side, smoking cigarettes or, you know, getting high or whatever. But like that's all part of the experience, right? Mm -hmm. Now this trend in today's world, like going to the movies is like, what are you going to the theater, (laughs) right? Like you, you have to buy your tickets ahead of time. You have to select what seat you want. There's different prices of the seats. Like Mm -hmm. when did, again, back to what we said in the beginning of this podcast, the choices are just, why do we need to have now a choice for that? Aren't there enough big ticket item choices in life that now we have the trends of going, well, what movie theater are you going to? Well, I don't want to go to that movie theater because they don't have the reclining chairs. The reclining seat. That movie theater because I want to be able to press a button and I want the butler to bring me my fake Twizzlers. Right. Right. And my glass of wine. (laughs) Like, I don't need to have a glass of wine when I'm watching a movie because I want to focus on the, like, it's just that trend to me is something that I'm not sure I can wrap my um, unpolishedness around. So I don't love it, but I have to be honest, we've been doing it quite often because we can't get our shit together early enough to have dinner Mm -hmm. first. And if we go for dinner first, we wind up rushing through dinner. So every single time we do this, and I happen to love the reclining seats, but there are theaters that do reclining seats without doing the meals while Mm -hmm. you're eating, right? Mm -hmm. So Every time we go there, we look at each other, we're like, oh my God, this food is terrible. Like, what are we doing? Spending hundreds of dollars to go see a movie and eat crap food all because we don't want to be rushed to like shove sushi down our throat before we get to the theater. And not for anything, but if you know nothing about me, you know what a foodie I am. Yes. Do I want to eat food in the dark without being able to analyze like what nope. it looks like and the whole package? I don't even know how else to say. I can't say yep. it eloquently because I'm so annoyed that why should I eat my salad with chicken or my cheeseburger or the front, like I want to look at it. I want to examine it. And I can't do that A, in the dark. And I also can't do it when my eyes are supposed to be up on the screen because I could miss something. Well, and we did last night because they messed up so much stuff and we kept having to try to get her attention. And then I would look and I'd be like, oh, wait, 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 I can't rewind. (laughs) I can't rewind while we're at the actual movie theater. So I wound up missing some of the movie. Now, granted, all they were doing was very violent stuff. So it was like, oh, I just missed a little bit of violence. It's not the end of the world, but it was, it is a little bit annoying. So I have one that I'm curious about because my son is obsessed with this. And I just think it's actually cool because I'm as antiquated as you are that I just love being able to get Ice Cube out out of our refrigerator without having to take the tray and like turning it over, breaking the tray and the ice going all over the kitchen, right? So Uh I'm fine with just putting the cup up to the refrigerator or the freezer and getting the water and the ice from that. But my son is obsessed with Chick-fil-A's ice. Okay. okay. So he Are wanted... those the little pellets? Yes. Okay. And so he wanted a nugget maker, like okay. an ice nugget maker, yeah. which by the way, anyone who knows me knows that the only water I drink is Evian. And yes, so I do when... know that. Yeah. And so to fill up the nugget maker, I'm like, oh, oh, don't worry. I'll grab a bottle of Evian and fill up the nugget maker, right? And that... so he now has Evian nugget ice cubes. Now, that that does not sound unpolished to me. That sounds very (laughs) polished, very private school, very trendy going to a fancy movie theater. I am telling you. All of the above. It is not what I would ever do, but it's just we have the bottles in the freezer. They're the Uh biggest ones. It's less trips out, not into the freezer, into the garage, and it's less trips out there. So I just grab it and I do it. But like, really? 
do we need the pellet ice? And if we do, let's on that on that off chance that like that trend is the most amazing thing for people. Why then do they not make an ice box or a freezer that distributes pellet ice I or nugget ice? Do. I think I'm pretty not. sure they do not. My friends have been looking endlessly for it. I, if my friend Jody is listening to this podcast, please write in, call us, send please. us a text. I am fairly certain the ice machine she has in her bar has the pellet ice. She's but is, not fancy but it's a freeze, ice. But is it a, a real full kitchen freezer? No, it's like that's the a, bar freezer. No, 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 no. No, that they, they come up with. And we have the one that sits on oh, our counter. You I'm talking like, like the a refrigerator freezer. Monty. Yeah, like a full Monty. Oh. We spend all this on like Sub-Zeros or we sub right, that's you know, on cheese. Step it up, right. Like, come on, get the pellets, yeah. right? If this is yeah. going to be a trend that these kids are obsessed with and Chick-fil-A is using it and that's, you know, mm. the, the gold standard. We decided we wanted a covid vaccine and we wanted Chick-fil-A to run it because it was so efficient. If that yep. is the gold standard, why are our freezers not pellet ice? Just mm. saying. Just mm. saying. Pretty sneaky, Seth. I'll tell you what, Wawa, for those of you out there listening oh, good to, ice. I know Wawa is all over. It's not just here in Florida. Wawa happens to have very good ice too. Great ice. And yeah. because they have that like super duper soda machine where you can pick every drink under the sun for like ever and ever, like things that you didn't even know were drinks in every single flavor. I happen to like caffeine-free Diet Coke. That's like my go-to other than Evian. And they have it there. And it's mm. a fountain. And anyone who knows me knows fountain drinks are the only way to go. All right. So you're pitching the fountain drinks and you're ditching anything that doesn't have fancy pellet ice. Apparently. Apparently. Right? Who knew? He- let me ask you this one, Dr. Broca, because this is something, and I'm going to dumb myself down a little bit, but full disclosure, right? We're being vulnerable here. I do have a guilty pleasure that kind of just happened over the years. And since COVID that I'm working from home, I have the TV on in the background and it is just that. It is background. But day in and day out, you know, you do lift your head up and you are listening with half of an sure. ear. And over the course of the last year or two or <laughs> Somehow at 1230 Eastern Standard Time every day, my TV had landed on CBS okay. and that's the young and the restless. So I find myself for an hour in Genoa City. Okay. <laughs> to then follow up with, <laughs> I can't even believe I'm saying this out loud, but to follow up from 1.30 to 2 o'clock, I'm now like in Santa Barbara and I'm watching The Bold and the Beautiful. Again, only with half of an ear and only a lift of the eye. Okay. But as I watch these shows, which clearly you don't have to go to private school <laughs> to follow what's happening because the same storyline been going on for the last 50 years. But that's my point. These shows are so unbelievably ridiculous, mm-hmm. okay, that I don't understand how it has withstood the test of time and why there's so much on television or or all of the media platforms that they're here today and they're gone tomorrow. Yeah. And yet shows like this, these soap operas, and I know there's not nearly as many as there once was back in the day, but somehow no one's ditching it, right? No one's yeah. sweeping it. They're They're keeping it. They're pitching it. They're here to stay. Whether it's a trend or not, no one's sending it away. And I just don't get how we are still supposed to buy in 
to these actors and actresses that are literally in ball gowns to go get a cup of coffee in the morning, (laughs) or they're in tuxedos to go hang out at the nurse's station (laughs) at the local hospital. Like, what's the story with that? So I couldn't even really tell you because I, in my lifetime, never watched soaps ever, unless you consider like 90210 and Melrose to be as soapy as I get. I did have a friend in middle school and high school who sort of got me into The Young and the Restless. Uh-huh. And I watched it for like a hot second, maybe a couple months or whatever. And I could see how it pulls you in. Now, again, we're going back, you know, 30 years and 30 mm-hmm. years ago, or maybe a little bit more shame. Oh my gosh, we're really getting old here. Maybe then it was because there wasn't a plethora of other things to be watching, but it does suck you in. So I guess the longevity is that that cohort that watched, they didn't have a hundred choices at the time and they were stay-at-home moms for the most part. And now they're in their 70s and 80s, like still staying at home and they've followed. Now, I don't know, is there like a new cult following of teenagers watching these shows? I I honestly don't don't know know because on the one hand, I'm proud to say that even though it's background noise, Mm -hmm. I... Half of these characters, do, I have no idea who they are. I that don't was my next question. Names, right? Mm-hmm. It is a new generation because, okay. like, you know, Sheila's baby that she gave up for adoption <laughs> that nobody knew about because she was arrested in the middle of Costa Rica one day because <laughs> she stole the Aztec treasure. And then all of a sudden, someone from, like, a, a different soap opera rescued her. But then, re- I mean, the whole thing is so utterly absurd that I don't know how they're still on TV. And I want to tell you, just because this actually did make me laugh, one of my colleagues came over to work with me. And, you know, again, as we work from home, and sometimes you just, you need another human being to sit and stimulate you, whatever. So we were working together and these shows were on in the background. And I wasn't going to like change what was happening just because I had a colleague over (laughs) and she saw what was on the TV and she looked at me and she goes, does your mother know you watch this? <laughs> because it's so day class A. It's so ridiculous. And it just, of all the things that I sort of got sucked yeah. into. And if I were to take, you know, I'm a test taker, right? And I sure. always want to like get that A+. plus. I'm not even sure that I could pass the test if there was a bold and the beautiful quiz or a young and the restless. Maybe if there was like multiple choice or you have to like draw a line from like the person's name to the character. But That's awesome. I don't know. It just, So like this trend somehow like isn't just a fly by the seat of its pants type of thing. It, it, no. It's decades it's, in. Yeah, it's like 40 years in. And so in my head, not watching it, I'm thinking these same characters are getting old, 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 and then like they have their funeral. But what's so interesting is you were telling the story about the, the woman who had the kid that nobody knew about who went to yeah. Costa Rica. Yeah. Da, da, da. I'm like, oh, now I understand why people want to watch it, right? Why? Because unlike when we did and just like that, and I was complaining that like I want an escape from reality, this right. is as far from reality as humanly possible. And sometimes it's really just nice, I guess, to escape. It's not my 
MO to escape to Bold and the Beautiful, but I do like to use TV to escape. And I want something that's not caught up in the culture of the time. So it sounds like, again, not my thing at all, but it is probably a very nice escape from reality. Well, now that you put it that way, I mean, I'm chuckling to myself because it is so absurd, beyond (laughs) absurd. Exactly. And I guess that is the real true kind of example of this escapism, not to mention, Mm -hmm. again, back to like trend or send or pitch it or ditch it. The actors and the actresses, with all due respect, first of all, they all whisper. Oh, yes. I did notice that. I just don't understand why you wouldn't sign the piece of paper to let my child the storyline itself is ridiculous. They talk and whisper. They're all like everyone is having an affair with like the gardener's mother who the mother was the CEO of the company that was the grandson's uncles. Ugh. Like the whole thing is such an incestual web of utter nonsense that you do have to laugh. My kid came home from school once and saw it on and he was, and he, okay, they, they're not in. from this generation. They were like, Oh, mom, is that the girl who was in, <laughs> who was in jail? And whatever happened, did the judge get bought right, off? Like, right. It's so ridiculous. And and wait, and I love that he came in and said, is that the one? Because that's why I can't watch it because I think they all look the exact same. They're all really hot guys. And some of the women look, you know, like our age, but like, you know, amazing. And the older women, they all look the same. They're all bedecked in their gowns and what have you. And I don't have the facial recognition. So it was confusing the hell out of me as soon as it changed scene. I'm like, I'm done. But I can see how it has that allure for people. Unbelievable. It it, it really is. I mean, we've spent so much time on this. We Now I'm embarrassed. We need to kind of move on. <laughs> But here's another thing, like in more in keeping with the times and stuff and in real life, when we talk about trends or sends or pitch it or ditch it, even there's real life people in the media, in the spotlight in yes. so- that we all know, right? In the news who they make one mistake and that canceled. trend, like they're canceled, they're over, they're done, they're banished, never to be seen or heard of again. And then there's other people. I'm not saying it's the exact same quote unquote mistake, mm-hmm. but, but whatever they did, somehow they get the pass. So it's yeah. like, So true. And for those people, it's like, do they get the pass or are they just an ass? Right. Mm -hmm. And again, I know we don't go political here or whatever, but like, like Bill Clinton, right? I mean, the freaking president of the United States gets in not a little bit of trouble, a lot lot. of trouble. Mm -hmm. Okay. A lot. And then all of a sudden, somehow he recovered. Somehow he rose from the ashes. Somehow he's back in our good graces. And then someone like, again, um, it's not, you know, apples to oranges here or apples to apples here, but like someone like a Kevin Spacey, let's say, I was right? just thinking again, of him. Okay, right. So right. I'm not condoning that you're like fondling little boys or anything, mm-hmm. but yet Kevin Spacey or Matt Lauer, like what, like where in the world is Matt Lauer? I don't know because gone. he got canceled, gone. gone. He's out of our culture and we are absolutely ditching him Okay, mm-hmm. even though we're back to pitching someone like a Bill Clinton or, you know, and, and the list does go on and on. So sure. I wonder, like, you know, from this psychological standpoint, again, this isn't real therapy. We want our listeners to know that that we're just kind of talking about this and it's mm-hmm. not real therapy here. We want to protect Dr. Boca's license. But what do you think the backstory is on that, Dr. Boca, that like some people, is it charisma? Is it they just have the gift of gab that they bat their 
the twinkle in their eyes and somehow we accept them back in. Look at the whole thing with Johnny Depp, right? That, right. The whole trial with Amber Heard. And like, uh, now that was a very peculiar scenario there. But on any given day, if you watch that trial from minute to minute, he looked like he was a bad guy, but mm-hmm. yet now he, we, we're all in love with him again. Right. I mean, I guess, first of all, I think that at least the first one with Bill Clinton and Spacey, right? It's also the change of the times, mm-hmm. right? Matt Lauer got it right as the Me Too mo- movement yeah. was coming into effect. And there mm-hmm. was no, I mean, so did Kevin Spacey. So did, I mean, they all did. And I think that's just the shift of society moving in that direction in terms of charisma or Johnny Depp or whatever. Again, I think a big part of it is how the media spins certain things. I also think it's what you're hearing, seeing on social media. Look, what's her name? Um, uh, Rizzo, is that her name? Had like the claim to fame, is it maybe not Rizzo, um, the singer who was... Oh, Lizzo. 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 <laughs> Rizzo. Lizzo. Yes. Rizzo, the one from Greece? Rizzo. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> okay, so uh, see, the t- different times. Yeah, um, yeah. Leave it to me, the, my doctor. Yeah, Lizzo was, you know, she's getting some bad press lately, Totally, right? right? And she was like high as high can be. And then all of a sudden, but then you look at somebody like, you know, Jason Aldean. They tried to do the same thing with Jason Aldean or the guy who did the song quite recently uh, and I can't remember the name of it he's like a one uh, you know a one song pony but he like came a on one hit wonder well again like so whatever his song was that's a trend yeah like wh- why are that that okay so now we're going into that genre right yep. there's some songs it doesn't matter how old you are you know the song you you hear it once you've known it for life it's here for the test of time there's other songs that are these one trick ponies one hit wonders here today gone tomorrow it's just yeah. who is the little wizard of Oz who's making these decisions, right? Well, I, How I, about even co- uh, comics, right? Like Roseanne yeah. Barr, she won and done, right? She made a mistake. They threw her off yeah. of the, the whole circuit. I think and that's, Sharon Osbourne. Right. And that's all newer stuff since we started this quote unquote cancel culture, right? Uh-huh. Like that's, so I think now there's a way bigger chance that we're going to see a discrepancy between those that live on and those that died young, so to speak, right? They had their one hit wonder or they got canceled. Prior to that, though, it was very rare for somebody to, I mean, you had to do something egregiously egregious, like murdering people, right? Or kidnapping children or something so egregious. Obviously, you know, oral sex with an intern in the Oval Office, not so egregious. Apparently, I don't understand. But nowadays, if that happened, I do think that would be considered one and done. One and done, right? So I just, I think it's just different times. And I'm not saying that it should not have been one and done back then. I'm absolutely not saying that. But I do think that there is a big differentiation because think about how many years. And again, I'm getting my information from media, so I'm going to assume it's correct in this case. But how many years Bill Cosby was doing what he was doing and nobody said boo, Mm -hmm. right? And then, Mm -hmm. you know, I am sure there were people who said things along the way that it just kind of went under the table. Harvey Weinstein just went under the table. People were saying things. People knew. There was like a a socially acceptable environment around him where everybody kind of just hushed it and hushed it. And then this Me Too movement started. And now you can't even say, hi, ladies, or, you know, oh, I don't know, hey, sweetie, or something like that without all the bells going off, right? So I do think that there's just a cultural shift also. I guess it's just something that we need to take pause and kind of just be a little bit more observant to. I don't know that we're necessarily going to have an answer as to why. It's just interesting to see in all different 
columns, let's say. Even, look, we could do a whole scenario on trends and sends relative to food and dieting and how come one minute, you know, you're supposed to limit your, your fat and 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 carbs. (laughs) And then the next minute you're not allowed to eat carbohydrates, but you know, bring on the bacon, right? Like that's a trend that kind of stuck around until it didn't or drinking juice, just keep drinking juice and juice and juice and juice. And then all of a sudden, Oh, don't drink juice. Juice is sugar get the, you know, that's, that's evil. Like who is deciding to pitch it or ditch it on that? Like, and I, wh- I think it's the people who, you know, it's always, there's always fads that come out and it's how many people can you convince in the way that you brand it, the way that you sell it, the way that you speak about it, the results that you get. I mean, think about it. How many times were we doing hit, right? And then people are like, nope, you don't have to do burpees. You don't have to do box jumps. You can literally just lift heavy. Oh, don't do any cardio. No, th- no, run for miles, right? Like there's so much mixed information and it's just, again, it's how you brand it, how you market it, how you sell something and get followers. And now with social media, we're just inundated with information and some trends. Look, I'm guilty of it. If I see somebody who has millions of followers, I'll probably spend a little bit more time looking at them versus the person who has five followers. Now, that's um, a hint to all of our listeners, please follow us (laughs) so that our follower numbers look better than they are because there's, you think that there's credibility. Is there really credibility? No, but it's how they brand it, how they market it, what followers that they have. It, yeah, I, I guess I just really just don't understand who is... I don't know. Who or what are the keepers, mm-hmm. the decision makers of the keepers, and then who gets stuck in the sweeper pile? Even again with fashion too, mm-hmm. right? Like Anna Wintour is the and all be all on every single fashion trend and it's her call or no call or what's her name? The one from Elle magazine. Uh, Nina Garcia, right? Like, is she like queen of the Pantone color choice of the year? And like, nobody else gets an opinion. And what she says is a trend is a trend. But if she says, this isn't a trend, this is a classic, something that you must have in your closet forever that like, just because she says, and I get it, like, maybe she's got a background in it, but there's a million people that have a background in it. So what, like, why are, you know, dungarees here to stay? But yet one season, they're flare. The next season, they're skin tight. The next season, they're crop. Right. The next season, you need your tailor following you around. But like, I, I just, it, it's hard to keep up with what's a trend and what's a send. Absolutely. And that's why anybody who talks about fashion in particularly is go with classic, right? Because mm-hmm. it never goes out of style. But why do we listen to the trends? right? It doesn't take much for you to shift a trend. If you know, I just read an article, totally sounds unrelated, but it kind of is related. I believe it was in Ireland, but don't quote me, it was either Ireland or the Netherlands, where an entire town got together and agreed not to give their kids Apple phones, smartphones, until secondary education. So middle school here in America, right? And I was like, oh my gosh, they totally pulled against a trend together. They rallied against it. And you can start to see like, oh, if enough people cancel somebody, mm-hmm. right? then you can do it. And not to say that canceling is the way to do it. Everybody should be able to do whatever they want to do. Why are we following the trends? 
that's the only way it becomes a trend is if we follow it. Yeah. But there's so many times that I, like no one asked me, like, again, back to the food thing, like remember the trend where like um, Oreos, there -hmm. was like every flavor, Oh yeah, Monday, Mm -hmm. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and back to Monday again, there was a new flavor of the Oreo rainbow, right? But they did ask you. No, not true. They had focus groups. They well, did. I was not, no one asked me to focus. <laughs> I was they, not, you they sweat me. They no, knew you, they, they, knew they did you couldn't. They knew I you didn't couldn't. know. They, there they was a vote. Know. They like put out four or five different flavors. This was, you know, maybe five or six years ago. And if our listeners remember this, tell me what your favorite one was. And they put out some, like really, they do this with M&Ms too. They put out some really disgusting flavors. And then they want to know like, which ones do you guys, are you going to pitch? And which ones are you guys going to ditch? And that's kind of how they do this. But I do think we have specific people that we have turned to. Look, it's the same thing in the finance world. We have those specific people in the finance world, in the super duper big world, who are the ones predicting the recessions and predicting inflation and predicting... And the second that they say that there's going to be inflation, the markets come crashing down. I'm like, who are these people? Let's give them some alcohol. Like Maybe they'll make a better prediction and our markets won't get so screwed. And now my financial statement will look better. Mm-hmm. I don't know mm-hmm. who they are, but it's mm-hmm. it's ridiculous that so much of our society is dominated by a few folk, right? And we wouldn't let those few folk dominate and rule our children in in teaching them right from wrong on moral issues. And so like, why are we letting them dictate what's great for them to eat for breakfast? But isn't that what commercials always were? Or why are we allowing them to follow them on clothing? Like, aren't we buying the clothes? Like, shouldn't we get the final decision? So it's just, again, I go back to it's the way it's marketed, the way it's branded, the way that it's sold, the clout that people have, and the fact that we just give them credibility over and over and over again. And if we would just stop, the trend would stop. I guess so. I don't know. It is something to think about. And I am going to throw it out to the audience and ask you guys, are there certain things in your life that you notice that are much more trendy and they're not really here that withstands the test of time? Are there things in your world that you would rather pitch to hang on to or do you want to ditch it? Or what do you keep and what do you sweep? So I just want, can we do like a, like a fast round where I just ask you a couple of things, like what you're going to, what you would do with it? Cause I think it would be kind of fun. Okay. So crop tops. Oh my God. Sweep. Goodbye. (laughs) Have you seen my midsection? (laughs) What about on all these girls that are wearing like right under the boobs? I mean, unbelievable. Unbelievable. Okay. All your school. Mm. I'm not opposed to keeping it, but I need a little bit more information before I completely sweep the idea under the rug because okay. that could be a whole nother conversation. I think there's merit, but we we have to talk about the parameters on that. Okay. Jean shorts for men. Oosh, sweet. <laughs> and yet they're making you men. And, wait, and yet they're coming back if you can oh, imagine. Boy. And that's the other thing about these trends. Like how many times have you finally gotten like the confidence or the made peace with the fact that you have to throw something away in your closet that you haven't worn in 20 years and you throw it away. And like literally the next day, they're back. You know, like those Steve Madden black flip-flop things that we all used to wear that had the little platform and they had, they were like the early version of slides and they Uh would like literally make noise as you were walking. And then they were back last year. And I was like, oh my God, that's Mm -hmm. crazy. Okay. So 
anyone who knows me knows that for Halloween this last year, all of my friends had seventh grade boys and we all dressed up as seventh grade boys. And what that looked like was we had the Crocs on, the white Crocs, and we had hoodies and we had that long ass hair that's like in their eyes on top of their head. And they look like mushrooms or chia pets. I mean, however you want to describe them. What do you think about those those uh, hair trends? Clearly, get that away from me. I don't know how or who ever pitched that idea <laughs> and how that stuck and why it's still sticking as long as it has. But that is a trend that I want to send far, far away. And you know, the flip side is those that are getting their hair cut from that awful trend are coming up with mullets. So mm. pick and choose your poison here because mm. I'm not sure the mullets are any better. Okay, what about campers? like IRVs, campers, any of those? I would pitch it. As a matter of fact, I think I saw an advertisement and I think it was more a tongue-in-cheek advertisement. It was. But it was basically like a hotel on a camper. And it was like, yeah, sure, I'll go camping. So I'm going to pitch that and sign me up. I'm down for it. So I must have gotten about 15 of those memes sent to me from like 15 separate people because for anyone who knows, we have an RV. And everyone's like, I'm in. I'm in. If this is what it looks like, we're coming with you. And it was unbelievable. So it it just has to be a really nice one, it sounds like. Okay, so what about the fact that we are going to be, at least California is, is going to be fully electric cars by the year 2026 is the last I heard. What are we thinking about electric cars? Um, I don't want to ditch it. Okay. I'm cool with pitching it, but... I don't want to be the main spokesperson on it because I do think that there still needs to be options. Okay. So it's not a full ditch, but it's it, but it's not a complete pitch. Does that? I mean, I basically yeah. just like put myself right right in the middle on that. You one. You, you pulled the doctor Boca, but that's okay. Yeah. Okay, no, if I pulled the doctor, I would say, well, it depends. <laughs> it depends. sounds like okay. What about working from home as a person who works from home? You know what? I'm going to get a lot of hate out there from my fellow colleagues who are obsessed with working from home. But I have to tell you that if we were able to rewind the clock pre-COVID days and we never knew what working home day in and day out would look like, I have to tell you something. I would ditch the working from home. Yeah, I mean, there's mm-hmm. great flexibility and and it's voted well with respect to being a mom, but I think that there's some downside to it. So again, if you're only giving me, no, Rachel, we're not going in the middle on that one. You were wishy-washy on the other stuff. It's either A, pitch or B, ditch. I'm going to actually say ditch. Oh. I need to be in an office. I need to be around people. I need okay. the structure and you know, and what about- I can do it on my own. Clearly, I have, but I'd go back to the office. Yeah. And not hybrid? Oh, well, you didn't give me that as well, an I'm option, just, Dr. It, Boca. It was an open-ended question, and then that led to another like spin-off question from the open-ended question. So that's why I didn't anticipate oh. hybrid, but I oh, didn't know okay. if it was a total no for work at home. No, I was trying to follow the rules here. I know. No. A for effort. No. All right. So in that case, then, I would say... The pitch or the ditch and the sweep and the keep. It's sort of like if we could do a little bit of both, then mm-hmm. I would be down for that. Okay, so that's fair. Okay, just a few more. Uh, bed parties, college bed Ugh. parties. I, I mean, please. I think you know me well enough to know. And some of the list might be a bed parties. What the fuck is a bed party? I was going to ask. So, like, when, a- when your kid gets into college and you need to like literally recreate the kid's bedroom with 
every little nook and cranny of anything you can find at the supermarket or a clothing store that has to do with the colors and the, the colors, symbols yeah. and the and the camaraderie of whatever goes on at that school. And then you you like decorate the bed. I am sweeping that trend and I am sending it to the garbage can. I think it's absurd. I'm right there with you. Um, I'm going to have to pay somebody to do it for me if it happens because I will not do it. Okay. Three or four more. Uh, school okay. dress codes. I would keep it. I wouldn't sweep it. I mean, again, you could, the girls can't wear these crop tops mm-hmm. with their with their bellies hanging out. But I think it might help to kind of streamline some of the problems we've seen okay. in this generation. Yeah, I, I, I'm cool with that. Okay. Um, so this one, <laughs> um, waxing for men. Mm. Well... <laughs> I mean, if we could do a hybrid on that, I would, because I mean, there's nothing more disgusting than like a hairy back on a man. But I also am in the camp of like a man having a hairy chest. Like, I love that. So like if your arms and your, if you're a man and your arms and your legs are like smooth and shiny and there's like no hair on you, like that's not appealing to me. Okay. Okay. So our listeners. go hybrid. Okay, our listeners, if anybody knows anybody for Rachel, we want to make sure that they don't have um, shiny arms, okay? Or like, no, I just, just there's just something there. weird about that. Today. I hear you. Okay. Um, what about, uh, I don't know if I should ask you this one. This might be like what? online dating. Ugh. <laughs> Send it. Pack it up and ship it off. Okay, we'll do that one. Okay. And let's just do two more. What about social media? And you can't hybrid this one. Mm. Well, that's a loaded question, Dr. Boca, because if my gut says ditch it, it really does. Okay. Okay. But then I don't know where that puts the podcast. Oh, I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, you know, I'm a big advocate for getting rid of social media. But it does build businesses, right? And we nobody would know who we were if Mm-hmm. I mean, not that that many people know who we are now anyway, but so many people wouldn't know who we were yeah. and there would be no way to promote us. I think the world would be simpler and quieter and Agreed. less complicated without it. So if you're only giving me A ditch, B pitch, mm-hmm. I'm going to say A pitch. See you later, social media. Okay. Well, I think I would have to to be there with you as well. And the last one really isn't a fair question, but oh kids... <laughs> on that note, everybody, <laughs> thanks for hanging out with us on the corner of audacity and advice. No, my babies are the best. The and best. by best, you can define that. That some days, here's what, I'll end with this. Some days, nobody wants to ditch my kids more than me. <laughs> but on most days, I would pitch them till the cows come home. I love and those boys. We're just talking the boys. We're not talking Hazel. Oh, God. That's a podcast for another day. I'm going to hold you to that one. Yeah. You know what? We'll talk about that another time because that is a conversation for another day. All righty. Well, thank you, Rachel. I appreciate you playing my little game of pitch it or ditch it. Or thank you, you, Dr. Boca. So you guys look out there. If you're going to pitch something or ditch something, we want to know about it. Whether you were going to keep it or sweep it, we also want to know. Is it a trend? Is it a send? Whether it's food, whether it's fashion, whether it's social media, whether it's actors and actresses in the entertainment field, even politicians for that matter, let us know what you guys think. Some things are here to stay. And for some reason, there are other topics that no matter what are in and out before we blink an eye and we just don't know how to keep up. Right when we catch up, it's like the ocean and the waves have 
had it crash and burn. So we want to know what you guys think. You know how to reach us. You can find us on social media, at least for now, until we right. get you completely. Exactly. Right? Here we're promoting ourselves. <laughs> Facebook and Instagram at Unpolished Therapy. You can email us at unpolishedtherapy at gmail.com. And I'm glad that you guys kept us today. You pitched with us today, but now Dr. Boca and I are ditching the couch, right? Yeah. We are sweeping away the rest of our Wednesday and we're going to meet you back next week on the corner of audacity and advice. Our wheels got spun upside down today. Maybe yours did too. And we'll see you next week when our wheels and yours get spun upside down. Great sesh girls. Hey, everyone like what you heard? Then don't miss out on what comes next. Subscribe now and please give the girls a five-star rating. Learn more at www.unpolishedtherapy.com. Find and like them on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We'll see you next week when Rachel Silvercone and Dr. Boca ditch the couch, grab the mic, and break down all the wreckage. <laughs>